This is The Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at mattreport.com and subscribe at mattreport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Matt Report. Uh, on the show today, Dusty Davidson, You, if you follow me on YouTube and you already subscribe on YouTube, uh, you know that this was recorded a little uh, time ago, and uh, we're just uh, hearing it now uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Stitcher world. Uh, but uh, it was such a great show that you should really tune in and listen to it again. Uh, Dusty teaches us a whole heck of a lot about starting a company, and uh, as the founder, uh, co-founder and CEO of Flywheel uh, Managed WordPress Hosting, he has a ton of insight uh, to that, right? And just jumping into that uh, aggressive, competitive scene of WordPress managed hosts and, and website hosts uh, alone uh, up against some real major uh, competition there. So he teaches us a lot about focusing on the customer, um, designing and creating an amazing product, uh, and then uh, providing uh, ultimate support uh, for the customer and for potential customers coming in. So definitely a good listen. I really hope you enjoy uh, this episode with Dusty. Uh, keep going uh, with the five-star reviews on iTunes. You can find me uh, if you just search for uh, Matt Report on iTunes. Go ahead and leave a five-star if this show is really helping you out uh, finding your way in the WordPress world or if you're just jumping into being a sort of web freelancer design or development, we talk to all sorts of folks uh, from around the globe doing this stuff. So uh, they've got some great stories to share. Uh, and as always, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. If you want to keep the show ad free, uh, the best way to do it is uh, mattreport.com slash join. Uh, it's a membership uh, system set up on the Matt Report where it's like support for your WordPress business or your digital agency. Uh, other uh, freelancers and agency owners in there, uh, you ask the question uh, in the forums that you might you know, have trouble with or you might want to jump on one of our monthly mastermind calls to talk about. Uh, you can find out all that stuff at mattreport.com slash join. Uh, without further ado, let's get on to the show. And we're live. Uh, everybody, welcome back to the Matt Report. Uh, I got lawnmowers in the background today because I'm not doing it in the studio, so I do apologize for any of that background noise. Uh, so this should be fun stuff. Hey, all-star WordPress hosting lineup roundtable team event today. Dusty Donaldson. Dusty, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Matt. So, hey, WordPress hosting, I'm just going to go right at you. Why another WordPress managed host? Yeah, I think um, uh, that's a question we get asked a lot, obviously. Um, but if you if you look back, I mean, we come from a web design and development background, right? And we we spent years designing and developing WordPress sites uh, for clients, and um, and there's a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand hosting companies out there. Uh, not just the managed ones. Obviously, in the last couple of years, there's been a sort of prevalence of managed WordPress hosting, and and some of which are very good. Uh, but the majority of hosting is kind of this race to the bottom uh, commodity uh, uh, kind of uh, crap industry, and and the the workflows are broken. So like what you get is you get hosting that has been around forever and really hasn't changed, and yet people are still having to do a ton of things that that we don't think they should have to do, like uh, edit HT access files or um, you know. You know, share passwords with customers, or you know, force customers to sign up for you know, navigate a hosting website to sign up. And so, you know, we look at hosting as as uh, really fast, really secure, you know, really robust hosting is kind of the minimum of what every host should provide. And where we can really add value is how do we build software and a control panel that really enhances the lives and the workflow the workflow of the people that are actually building and uh, designing websites for clients. And so in lots of ways, you know, Flywheel is, is scratching our own itch. It's, you know, we've been in your shoes if you're a designer or developer, and we want to make that, that world better. Um, and I think, uh, you know, our mantra in lots of ways is, is nobody loves their hosting company. And I think if you surveyed 10 people, you'd get uh, 10 different answers on who they host with, and, and 9 out of 10 of them are like, like, like neutral on it or hate, and uh, <laughs> and we uh, we we really want to be the hosting company that you can fall in love with, and I think that that's a really attainable thing. It's like your cable provider, right, or your cell phone carrier. Like you're like, oh, I gotta pay them 150 bucks a month. I don't really like what they do, but I gotta do it anyway because I got no choice. Uh, what point did you? 
was there a breaking point for you with other hosts? You don't have to mention names, but at some point you're like, you know what, this is just broken, and I'm going to set out to, to do something differently. No, not really. Interestingly enough, my partners and I did, you know, WordPress and website development years ago, uh, and then we kind of got out of that game for a while while we built a software as a service business. And, um, you know, when when we kind of left that business, uh, we got back and together and sort of said, you know, it just sort of came about, you know, as we, and as we surveyed the situation, there was, since we had you know, done development, a lot of interesting players that come on the market, but but I think as we all know, they have very small percentages of the overall hosting market, and WordPress is, is growing very rapidly in and of itself. So for us, it was really just looking and saying, like, we've always had this problem, and yet as you look at the market now, here a couple years later, it still exists. So um, now is kind of the time. So there wasn't really a breaking point so much as as really just sitting down and saying, uh, man, this this is still a major issue. You know, hosting is still really backwards. You know, we look at it and say, uh, there's there's still just hosting companies, and and yet actually outside of WordPress, a lot of cool things have happened, right? You look in the, the Ruby and Rails community, uh, Heroku is doing really really cool things that aren't just hosting, right? They're kind of this platform with cool software features. You know, you look at GitHub, which has done really cool collaboration things, um, and lots of lots of software and platforms have done really neat things outside of the WordPress hosting world, and yet the majority of WordPress hosting is still, like, $2 a month shared hosting, <laughs> and, uh, and cPanel, which yeah. is, like, absurd to me. So, you know, really it was just looking at it and saying, man, <laughs> we've been out of it for a while, and it's still terrible. Mm. Um, I want to talk about the cPanel thing, but first, I, I do want to apologize. I, I, I have all my Matt Report contacts lined up, and I said Donaldson for your last name. It's Davidson. Uh, it's only because... Um, That's right. My father-in-law <laughs> still calls me Rusty, so I don't like... <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I have Dave Donaldson, who just emailed me about Max Galleria plugin, and your name when I did the search was right next to him. Uh, so I do apologize that. That's the first time it's ever happened to me on the show. Um, Let's, let's talk about cPanel. I find, so hosting is very interesting to me. I uh, ran uh, a small hosting team, uh, part of a, an ISP, for about seven years, and uh, cPanel was, you know, the software that we use, right? To, I mean, this is going back, you know, 2003 to 2008, or just before 2008. So that was, like, the thing, right? That was, like, WordPress for hosting, I guess. Maybe that's a bad... Uh, you know, uh, comparison, but sure. I still find cPanel to be one of those things where it's like, it's easy, it works, the person can log in and they can, you know, they can change their FTP password, they can set up another FTP user account. Um, I find that it works and it does well, but then there's the back end of, hey, bloated, too much, too heavy, uh, it's a big attack, uh, it's a big target for attackers or, or spammers or malicious stuff. Um, you know, I guess when you look when you looked at it, did you look at building Flywheel from a technology standpoint? Like it's going to be super fast, super lightweight. It's going to use a special technology. Uh, what, what's the compare and contrast with that kind of thing? Yeah, I think that uh, you know we call them sort of hosting companies in a box where anybody can put a server in a closet, install cPanel, and be a hosting company. And I've um, done that, by the way. <laughs> right? Like I think a lot of people have. And nothing, there, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But we set out and said we want to be 10 or 100x better than that and not and and better in hosting is weird because like everybody talks about speed and and uh you know our servers are faster we have more uh you know ram or things like and and we look at it and say the way that we can be 10x better is not is 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 with speed and the caching and all these sorts of things that we do but also with the experience of actually interacting with the hosting um in lots of ways, again, we're a software company, not a hosting company, and so uh, you know we don't want to just install cPanel on a on a server and, and be a hosting company. We want to create real value and real software that 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 does improve the lives and the workflows of designers and developers. And um, and so as we look at cPanel, it, it, you have 99 ic or 100 icons, and and you literally, if you're doing WordPress hosting, need like four of them, and uh, and do you really even need four of them? Is, is <laughs> my 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 contention. The rest of it is like stuff that 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 
I think if you're a, a, a listen, I'm a developer by trade, so I'm a technical guy, and I, I know how to modify zone files, and I know how to modify HT access files, um, and sometimes I actually enjoy doing it, but my day job is servicing clients, or was, servicing clients and designing and developing great websites, not mucking with server settings. And so while cPanel makes it easy for you to do that, relatively, you still have to do it. And um, we think that, again, in, in, a, in a world that is sort of standardized on WordPress, um, you, there is a ton of stuff that, that can just be lifted off the shoulders of people and let them focus on what they do best, which mm. is designing and, and uh, websites for clients and, you know, working and servicing those clients. And so, um, you know, for us it really was how do we, you know, not just be a commodity host, but also how do we, how do we really improve the lives of designers and developers. Mm. Uh, listen, if, if you enjoy editing zone files and refreshing bind, you might have a problem. <laughs> you even might need if, to seek help. Even if you can click a couple of buttons to do it, right? You still need to find out. <laughs> uh, so you don't want to become a co commodity host. The When you launched, uh, Manage WordPress hosting was very much a, a competitive market. Obviously, it still continues to be, to be one. Um, what was it like getting your first 100 clients? Did you have a strategy? Did you just throw it to the wind and say, "Look, we're just going to go out there and, and promote ourselves"? What was your what was your fast track uh, to your first uh, 100 clients? Yeah, I think that I think that we have a unique take. So I, I mean, I should mention that Flywheel is is uh, WordPress hosting built for designers, right? Premium WordPress hosting built for designers, and it's premium WordPress hosting in the same way that uh, you know other managed hosts are. You know, we manage all the caching and the backups and the security and all of these sorts of things, and then back it with uh, expert and friendly uh, support. And it's built for designers in the sense that again, we have this sort of custom software control panel that is nice to look at but also very easy to use and really built specifically for the workflow of, of people who interact with clients uh, when they build websites. And so when we started, we launched a, a simple splash page to gather email addresses and at, at, you know the, the core of it just said, uh, beautiful WordPress hosting built for designers. And then we outlined the features that we were going to do and these are features that, that most hosting companies didn't provide. Cause they're hosting companies, not software companies. And so, um, you know, that garnered a ton of interest. And as we, uh, you know, we captured a ton of email addresses. And as we went to launch and into beta then, um, you know, we would pick people off the list that were interesting. And we'd call them on the phone and we'd say, we really want to talk to you about, um, you know, the workflow that you have and how Flywheel can fit into that. And, um, and you hear recurring themes over and over and over again. And, you know, after we'd talked to about 100 people, then we launched to... Uh, you know, they'll launch the, the beta version and sort of started there. And again, we, we, we target designers in a way. It's what's funny about Flywheel is it seems like niche hosting, right? It's sort of like, like WordPress hosting built for designers seems like WordPress hosting built for, um, you know, flower shops. And, <laughs> um, and at the same time, uh, uh, you know, we don't think that because we're targeting designers and our goal is to be great partners with them so that and provide them with uh, great software and support and 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 service so that they in turn launch all of their client sites on, on Flywheel. And so, you know, once we had uh, a dozen design uh, partners early on, you know, those, those dozen design partners probably represented a hundred sites. Mm -hmm. How did you, can you give us one concrete example of how you reached out to these first maybe dozen or so designers? Did you go to an event? Did you sponsor an event? Did you just cold call, email? What was your tactic for finding these first 12? Yeah, so I should back up and say we're sort of deeply rooted in the design and development community in the Midwest. We're based in Omaha, Nebraska. So a lot of the early, early conversations were with our friends, obviously. Um, and so that probably was a, a kickstart. Um, but beyond that, it was inbound interest. It was people who said, wow, what you guys are doing or what it seems like you're going to do really matches with what I'm interested in. Beautiful WordPress hosting built for designers. That really resonates with me. Like, hosting companies are typically very technical and very like pictures of servers and you guys have pictures of people and beautiful spaces and things. Um, and that really resonated with them. So it started with this sort of inbound interest and then we just reach out back out and say, hey, thanks for signing up for Flywheel uh, or thanks for your interest in Flywheel. We'd love to talk to you and just listen to what 
you're doing and how what frustrations you have with hosting. Mm. Um, and so it was a very um, it was a very sort of uh, it wasn't cold calling in any way, although we're not not above that. The the it was in the early days very much just kind of responding to this inbound interest. Mm. Um, and so for some reason, you know, uh, what the messaging resonated to create that interest. These, would you still consider your platform uh, primarily focused on, the, still on designers and possibly developers now? And, and would you sort of say, yeah, you know what, I think des designers and developers can certainly recommend or refer their, uh, you know, Joe Schmo client to use our software. Are you still primarily focused on sort of the designer and the developer as far as a target market? Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're a hosting company, like, you, the, the way that you market, you know, GoDaddy markets to everyone by taking out Super Bowl ads. Like, that's how they, they sort of market, right? They don't have a target. They just market to everyone with, like, a lot of money. Um, if you're a hosting company in a box, like, how you differentiate is, is, is really hard, we think, right? Like, you, if you're selling to the end user, it's really hard. Um, and you see lots of hosting companies do different things. Uh, you know, for us, it's really how do we build a platform that resonates with designers and developers, and 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 really go after them really hard because we think that the way to actually get to every end user on the planet is and to host every WordPress site on the planet is to go to the people who actually build and design those websites. Mm. Uh, so so the other burning question, this one comes from Carrie Dills out in the audience, uh, and this Hi, is from uh, from other folks uh, in the WordPress community that I actually emailed you about the other day. When will there be an affiliate program for Flywheel? Yeah, it's great. So it's 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 in the works, and this is something we've wanted to do for a long time. The and it, you know we we treat the affiliate program I think differently than a lot of people. We have you know we look at it in one of two ways. One would be that you refer another designer to Flywheel, and then you get paid for any sort of work that they do for their clients. The other is that you just refer your clients. And the really kind of cool thing about Flywheel is that the way that it works, you know, traditional, I think, affiliate programs, I give you a link. If you're my client, I give you a link that has my code in it, and you click on it, and then you go sign up, and then I set you up on that hosting. Um, and we've always thought that felt a little, um, um, especially when you're doing it for clients, a little, a little awkward. Um, and so with Flywheel, the nature of it is that you just create sites, and then you can easily transfer them for cli to clients. And so the Flywheel affiliate program will take the referral program will take that into account. So you don't have to pass around these links to get credit for that. Uh, it's in the works. We'll say uh, uh, within. Uh, you know, I don't like to commit to time frames, but let's say this summer. Um, you know. We've got a lot of things in the works, and uh, 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 there's a lot of a lot of things people are asking for. And I'd say affiliate program is is at or near the top. Mm. One of the things that I noticed from your site is you say that you're uh, still a very small team. Uh, about how many people are are running with you right now? Uh, we're 12 right now. So nice. Uh, is that your current sort of roadblock, or is it marketing? Is it growth? Uh, or is it just finding the right people? And do you have any strategy for growing your team? Like, are you trying to keep it small purposely, or uh, what's your thoughts on that? No, I mean, the, the, the challenge with growth for us at the risk of sounding like, you know, woe is us, is, is that as a small team, uh, we have, we're signing up so many customers, and we care so much about support that all effort goes into sort of providing amazing support to those customers and that ever-growing customer pool, um, while at the same time trying to, uh, you know, onboard engineers and onboard more support people and onboard uh, marketing people. So it's sort of like this weird, weird flux there. But for us, because support's so critical, it sort of all defaults to support, and unfortunately, that means that that in this sort of weird interim time, you know, product things kind of get put on hold, which is fine. Those are solvable problems. And, you know, we're growing the team now uh, pretty quickly. We definitely have no intention of, of being a small team forever. I think that the way that you provide amazing support over time and at scale is to have a ton of people. I think the way that you that you roll out a ton of amazing features is to have an amazing, you know, engineering team. I think that, um, you know, a lot of those sorts of things. So uh, we absolutely are, are, are growing very quickly um, and uh, uh, and you know you'll see I think 
as a result of the people growth uh, over the next you know three or six months, you'll see a lot of uh, new features and and you know continue to provide amazing support. Hey, one of the features that's always missing uh, from managed WordPress hosting, and I think I already know the answer, but I'd like to get your uh, your response is what about email? Uh, why not email? Why not provide email? What do you do in the case of email? Yeah, so th th we get this question a lot. We actually used to get it more than we do now. Um, you know, we believe very strongly in being a best-of-breed partner. So we believe that we're the best WordPress host that you can choose. Um, and we believe that Google Apps is the best email provider you can use. We believe that Hover.com is the best domain provider you can use. Like, like these are these are things that that you know your traditional hosting company just says we do it all. And what happens is they kind of do it all badly, right? CPanel on a box and run their email off of it. And the 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 challenge there is like it's just like not good email and it's not good domain registering and it's not good um, hosting <laughs> uh, and so you know we look and say we want to be your WordPress hosting partner and we recommend sort of best of breed partners in lots of ways and so that's our our theory on it at this point you know we're not married to that um, you know in the future we look at things and say how can we improve the lives of designers and developers first and foremost and their workflows and to do things that we can be experts at. We know that we can be experts at WordPress hosting. If in the future we can be experts at email, then maybe we do that. But but right now sort of singular focused on on the thing that we know best and the thing that we can provide the best service for. Hmm. If if you think that hosting, web hosting is a sort of love-hate relationship with customer and, and service provider. Email is like 10x that because yeah, right? nobody wants to pay for it, but everybody wants it, and everybody wants it to work 100% of the time. Uh, you know, spam, delivery, yeah, message size, inbox archive size, uh, but not willing to pay for it. But well, and I, you're right, and I think I think a lot of these things. I think there's been a lot of bad behaviors created over the last, let's say, ten or fifteen years with, with with sort of commodity hosting, and it's been kind of a race to say who can add the most stuff and who can out unlimited the next guy, yeah. and uh, and I think that that has created like really bad behaviors. You know, one behavior that we see that's in, and that's both on the technical side, like an expectation that I need to muck with settings in order for things to work, right? That's a, that's a bad behavior that's been created by the fact that you just had to do that for the last 10 years. The other bad behavior is to just expect the world for like zero dollars. And, uh, you know, we believe that, you know, we charge a fair price for a, for a, for a premium product. Uh, you know, I think Google Apps is the same way. Like Google Apps charges, and it's, it's a bill that I don't mind paying every month because email is maybe the single tool that I use most in my life. Like, like I probably spend more time in Google Apps than I do on anything else. And um, and so I'm fine paying five dollars a month for it. But I but you know making that mindset shift is hard. And what I think that the managed WordPress hosts have done over over the last um, three four five years is start to change that mindset around hosting at least. And and you know my hope would be that that you start to to see a shift towards you know paying a fair price for a great product in every every in every category and you see this a lot in you know on your show and stuff like these are people that are running businesses and they they build good products that they want to sell for a fair price and i think that um, there's there's no reason to think that hosting and email and these sorts of things uh, should be any any different a lot of the figureheads in the WordPress community have been very vocal about pricing their product, be it a plugin or a theme, uh, in, and sort of falling back to: Are we going to pay? Are we going to charge folks for support for updates? Um, and how do we do this? What's your advice to somebody who's out there who's about to launch their first plugin? Uh, you know, instead of the all-you-can-eat forever infinity for fifty dollars, <laughs> what should these, from your perspective, from where you're sitting? Where should these folks position themselves as far as support and pricing and updates, things like that? I mean, should they should the community as a whole start moving to this sort of monthly support model for for their products uh, or something different? Yeah, I think it's really challenging. I, I I really love recurring revenue models, like just in general, whether it's hosting or software as a service or these sorts of things. So, you know, my advice in and it, it's not applicable to all products, right? Is is to find a world in which in which the value that you provide uh, creates a sense that I'm willing to pay for it 
over time uh, for the product itself. I guess the next best thing would be to say that the value that pro you provide in support is willing uh, uh, is is something that I'd be willing to pay over time. Um, or and then like to me, third is obviously um, that if I'm only paying one time, that uh, that that I'm on a development and feature schedule, and my features create enough incremental value over time that I'm that you know your user base will want to upgrade time and time and time again. Kind of in that order for me, uh, and it's really it's really hard. You know this like. The, the, the recurring sort of revenue, you know, uh, uh, you know, SaaS model is, is probably the most interesting because, um, you know, the support one's hard because everybody wants doesn't want nobody wants to pay for support and then they complain when the support's crappy and um, or when they don't get answers and sort of these sorts of things and so again we you know believe you know in sort of paying a fair price we we pay for lots and lots of services and lots of lots of uh, plugins and lots of lots of things that um, you know. Uh, we we believe again in sort of paying a fair price for it, and if 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 they can continue to provide value for us, we'll continue to pay. Um, Is there a particular scenario where you know uh, you're dealing with one of your <clears throat> one of your clients, and uh, there's a particular plugin that they're trying to use on your platform that you know you don't have to name names again, but you, you know you something you looked at, you know, gee, I, I really wish these plugin developers did this. It would be so much better. Uh, or maybe if they charge more, they'd have more frequent updates, and this wouldn't happen. Has that ever started to come into into play with with your staff yet? Um, I don't. Maybe. I mean, what's interesting is on the on the plugins where. Uh, yeah, on the, on the low end, I wish that some of these plugins were actually maintained and that they were premium plugins. Um, and that's probably typically where it falls, is you get a ton of free ones that I wish were premium plugins. I wish cost money because they would just be better in general. They, they, you know, there's a lot more effort put towards them. Most of the premium plugins are really good, and they, they you know, we know a lot of their support staff and a lot of these folks, and, and you know, uh, we work with them closely to sort of work through issues, and so um, I think on the the you know on the sort of premium end, most of them are are, are really good, uh, um, you know, and I wish them success so they can continue uh, to provide support and, and and features and upgrades and things. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a there's a ton of them that are really good that are that are that are free that you kind of are looking at and saying like like they're they're either like ad supported or other 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 models that. Or donations, and you're kind of. I wish that somebody could have a full-time uh, commitment to this because I think it would make. In most cases, it would just make the end user's life easier because mm -hmm. I think that. Uh, I mean, we can figure it out on our end. Um, you know, again, we we sort of try and take the technical burden off of our customers, and and in the cases where they actually call us or email us, you know, we do that for them. Um, but there's a lot of cases where they don't, and I think the end user who's non-technical sort of sits there in the middle and just kind of. Uh, is frustrated because the a lot of the plugins uh, is frustrated with the plugins that that don't provide that level of support on some side and then they don't call us or they don't use us um, so they're not they're kind of like stuck in purgatory in a, in a way. <laughs> awesome. Uh, hey, if you're in the audience just watching the show, go ahead and drop your uh, questions into the right-hand column. Uh, you can uh, drop those questions in there and I will get those uh, answered during the show. Uh, back to this topic though about sort of hey you might start out free you might start giving away your plugin and eventually you need support and eventually you might start charging people I'd assume it was very much like that for your own uh, company uh, like maybe in the beginning you were doing everything manually some a request came through you actually you know configured the uh, Apache logs or, or Nginx or whatever you're using. Uh, you actually made all the accounts. You did everything by hand. And maybe now you've kind of reinvested into an automated process. Uh, true, false? Um, how does that work for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you, everybody starts or, or, or at least tries to start in a place where um, you... Uh, uh, you know the the smallest amounts of of things possible, and you know for us it was that right. It's I mean hosting is a weird thing. We talk about like you can have a server in a closet in your hosting company, and though I joke about that, that's kind of how we started. And but that's partially so that we could talk to customers. And what would happen is to talk to customers, and they'd be like, "Yes, I want it," and we're like, "We don't have exactly what we said yet, but we can host your site." And they'd be like, "Oh, okay." And then the you know the features are coming in the future, um, and so uh, that was a lot of it in the beginning for sure. Um, you know we also believe very strongly in 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 uh, uh, I think Paul Graham said it right in doing things that don't scale. So you know a lot of people get really um, 
really caught up in. Well, can I can I provide support at scale, or or can I uh, you know can I install software at scale, or all these sorts of things? And 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 we look at it and say, let's do it manual now, and it's hard, but that's fine. And what it does is we sort of like learn where the pain points are, and we learn like how we need to automate things. And so, um, and we look at a lot of things in that way. Did did you have a different uh, thought, or or maybe sort of? I don't want to say a backup plan, <laughs> but let's say when you launch and you're like, look, we're going to do everything manual right now. We're going to launch a minimal viable product. And if this doesn't work, maybe we'll pivot to something else. Did you ever have that thought uh, in your mind or did you set out with that or are you just like, nope, this is what we're going with and this is what we're going to stick with? I mean, you're, you're, your head's always on a swivel, right? Like it's, 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 you start down a path and, you know, we have the benefit of having come from this world, right? In lots of ways, we're building a product for ourselves. And so going and listening to customers is, is, is validation in more ways than, than discovery. And so, um, and it's discovery in so much as you hear things that are like, wow, we didn't actually think about that, but we know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but it's validation in that way. So for us, it was it was kind of let's validate that, that that indeed people would pay for premium hosting, and indeed people's workflows seem backwards, just like ours was, and indeed uh, you know all these sorts of things. And so um, you know I don't know that there was ever a plan B or whatever. It was just kind of like it made sense to us because this is the world we come from, and we. Mm. You know, I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, and and um, uh, you know, I was always envious of the ones who did that. My previous software company sold software to restaurants. I'm I'm not a restaurant guy, but you know, I we so it was a different configuration. We when we built it, we did have to go sort of like learn from people. Uh, <laughs> what do you do in a restaurant? With <laughs> like, and and this was less that. So there was less, I think. Um, Concern or uh, around, you know, do we have a backup plan? I'd say that, you know, the majority of our original assumptions are still in place. Um, they've molded, they've, 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 they've sort of migrated somewhat, but, but, but a lot of them are still, still the core of what we talk about. Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you have any tools that you were using to actually get uh, customers give you feedback, uh, survey thing, or live chat? I mean, anything that's sort of more tangible and how you actually got the feedback from customers early on. Early on, it was it was I mean it was super manual. I mean it was literally pick up the phone and call or email. And you know I think a lot of people you know a lot of people are afraid of that, which is like oh man I got a hundred email addresses and what tool can I use to sort of capture uh, you know input from all those people? And we were just looking and say like how long does it take to call a hundred people? Like what else am I doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean it, it takes a week. It takes a week. If it takes two weeks, it takes two weeks. So. Um, the uh, I mean it really was that it was really just just you know nose to the grindstone sit down and and do the hard things and I think um, you know now we automate a lot of that you know now at the bottom of support requests we capture you know input and feedback and these sorts of things and now we email out surveys to our customers but um, you know in the early days it was just hustle and mm -hmm. I think like a lot of people are afraid of hustle and it's and they look at sort of hey, what's the magic bullet on these things and my my advice is just like just like do it like just mm -hmm. do the hard thing just pick up the phone and call you know if you call five people a day about your product like if you spend eight in the morning to ten in the morning making phone calls every day like over the course of the year you've talked to a lot of customers mm -hmm. and it really didn't eat that much into your day so yeah um, yeah tiny Tiny habits uh, to get yourself going, and it and it becomes uh, sort of a ritual and a lot easier to do. Totally agree with you about just doing the work and picking up the phone and making the phone call. Uh, as folks know, I come from a car sales background, so nothing gets <laughs> more aggressive than that. Uh, you know, when there's nobody walking through the lot on a 300 degree July day, and you just have to walk out and find people. It's uh, it's not fun, but uh, it certainly uh, helps grow your uh, thicker skin. What is any future or anything that you can sort of uh, uh, give us some insight into about what's next for Flywheel, what kind of new features or functions you might be adding? 
Yeah, you know, the, the, the major features we've been talking about for a long time with people, and that is uh, bulk plans is the big next one, which is the ability to buy multiple sites at, at a time. Um, you know, we talk to agencies and designers, and about half of them want nothing to do with hosting, and they just pass it through to their customers, and that's where we're good at now. And about half of them want to pay for the hosting and charge their customers, and that's where bulk plans is good for. Um, and so that's the big next thing. You know, uh, affiliate program, as we mentioned, uh, staging sites is another major one, uh, and then we've got a ton of other things sort of in the in the in the product roadmap that we get really excited about. Again, we we think about product they think differently than than any other hosting company out there. I mean, again, we're trying to trying to solve problems, and so we've talked to a ton of customers who are like, man, if we could do this, uh, that would be amazing. And so. Um, what do you yeah. use to bucket all that in bucket all those ideas? Are you using a Trello, just a simple whiteboard? Where, where are you throwing all those ideas and sort of yeah. voting them up as as you go? Yeah, we use Trello to manage our development process, so they kind of kind of go into a, a bucket uh, in there. Um, you know, we use Evernote to to do a ton of stuff as well. So the whole team sort of in Evernote, and a lot of them sort of funnel through that. Um, but but yeah, I mean that's that's it's it is actually hard to kind of distill what those are, but. Um, but you know we've got uh, we've got a ton of cool ideas, and so those are the, probably the big three. And and then beyond that, there's there's a ton of stuff down the road. Let's take a step outside of WordPress real quick. You do a whole heck of a lot of other stuff, <laughs> and you've launched a few other things uh, to our good friend Garrett Moon a couple weeks ago, uh, where he actually uh, mentioned the publication Silicon Prairie, and uh, you got big old Omaha starting tomorrow. What's your involvement in all that stuff, and and uh, by God, you don't have to be in Silicon Valley, I guess, anymore. Yeah, so we're in Omaha, Nebraska, and probably when, when I mean, when I started my first company, the WordPress, um, you know, design development firm, uh, you know, about eight years ago, we looked at the world and said, uh, we're in Omaha, Nebraska, we don't want to move somewhere else, so how do we surround ourselves with people like us? Um, you know, we, we're this kind of cool, fun, you know, you know software company that, that you might see in other places around the country, you know, surely there's other people like us around, um, and as it turns out, there were, and so we, we, one of the ways we kind of coalesced those people was to start a publication called Silicon Prairie News, uh, and it's just a blog that highlights entrepreneurs and innovators and, you know, uh, uh, you know startup companies uh, in the Silicon Prairie, the areas in and around kind of Omaha and Des Moines and Kansas City. Excuse me. And so, um, you know, that was it. And and through that, we've we've run, uh, you know, a dozen, you know, large scale conferences as well um, around the same topic. You mentioned Big Omaha comes up this week. We run it every May, uh, and we bring in, you know, pretty big name entrepreneurs to to really just, uh, you know, share their story with, you know, the seven or eight hundred people in the audience. And um, you know, this year we have Evan Williams from Twitter, and we have, you know, Kevin Rose from Dig, and we have or uh, you know Google Ventures, and we have you know a whole lineup of folks. And over the years, we've had some pretty pretty cool people as well. And 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 so you know through all this, sort of just building this community of of entrepreneurs and startups in the middle of the country. Um, and so that's been a big a big part of um, certainly my life and you know my partners and everybody for the last uh, last uh, you know five or six years. It's pretty amazing. Um, I mean, even starting the publication, the blog, uh, Silicon Prairie. I mean, that's the same. Sort of thing, right? I mean, it's like throwing a server in the closet and saying, "Okay, we're going to be a hosting company today. Let's get let's get going." You had your first blog post. You had a team, maybe, of people that you kind of gathered with to get this idea off the ground. What was that like? How long did that take to actually you saw some saw the light at the end of the tunnel with that growing? Yeah, well, I'm not sure we're at the light at the end of the tunnel stage on that yet. But the uh, you know, but Silicon Print News as well. I mean, there's I think Silicon Print News has 10 or 12 people now, and the uh, I no longer run it. Um, you know, we've kind of uh, I've transitioned out of that. Um, but you know, it started uh, my partner Jeff Sabotsky and I uh, in that uh, it was our you know it was our passion, it was our labor of love was to write uh, for this. For this blog and highlight these people. We used to say, you know, we would go around and, and stick a camera in front of somebody's face and say, "Tell us uh, what you're working on. Like, what is interesting that you're doing?" And then we would share those stories. And and neither I'm a computer science major. He's a finance and banking major. Like, neither of us are journalists. We just did it. And what you find in blogging, and I think podcasting is probably much the same, which is 
uh, lots of people do it or want to do it or say they're going to do it, and then they write like three blog posts or they do like <laughs> three podcasts, and then they then they're done. And I think the thing that that made Silicon Prairie News um, um, successful was the fact that we just stuck with it, and it was a big part because we were really passionate about it. And so, um, you know, that that simple act of just continuing to do it built this community over time. Um, and you know, listen, we we I, I talk a lot about you. Know, we created a demand for startups in the Midwest. Like nobody was talking about startups before we we were in in and around kind of Omaha and the the, the Midwest here. And uh, and and now they really are. And now people identify. You know, Garrett identifies as being part of the Silicon Prairie, which is really really pretty cool. But you kind of got to take like one step at a time for, for like a long time uh, before you get there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's great advice. You just got to do the work, uh, like we said before, uh, and stick stick with it. I mean, I know uh, I haven't hit 100 episodes yet on this podcast, but we have 200 videos that we've done for the studio sort of web show that we do, and, you know, it's just a lot of work, and it, it just takes time for it to finally start to come to fruition. And in the beginning, you're, you're just talking to nobody. <laughs> you're talking to one other person. <laughs> uh, and then eventually, uh, you know, the folks start coming in, so it's amazing stuff. What's the biggest challenge you're facing right now uh, at Flywheel? Um, you know, the the biggest challenge, uh, uh, you know, a week ago was that uh, we didn't have enough people to 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 kind of do what we needed to do, and so we're working on sort of solving that problem. Um, you know, I would say the biggest challenge long term for us is is staying focused on what we do and what we do best, and not. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in the noise of it all, and just you know, the market is really huge. Our customers love the product. Our customers are sharing the product. The the customers, um, you know, you know, it's it's sort of like how do you maintain a focus on the customer uh, and and the product and and. St- and and bring your whole team on that. Like get your whole team around this idea that 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 this is our singular focus. And if we do this really really well, if we're true to ourselves and do what sort of execute on our plan, then then that's the way uh, to kind of build a big business over time. And um, you know that, that's really hard. It's really hard with new people. It's really hard um, with lots of stuff going on. Uh, it's really hard with. Um, you know, new competitors and stuff come along all the all the time, and and it's it's hard to get caught up in that, but uh, or hard to not get caught up in that. And um, I'd say that that's that's a, you know like the the major thing is just this sort of like singular focus on 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 doing what we do best. Do you think the noise is amplified in the WordPress space specifically? I mean, I'm sure I already know that the noise in in hosting is there because it's hosting, and everyone's got something to say about hosting. But then yeah. you kind of drill down into the WordPress world and it seems like there's just so much other stuff uh, going on. I mean, do you find it a little bit more difficult in the WordPress space versus if you were just hosting, I don't know, just plain HTML pages? Yeah, sure. I mean, the WordPress space, I mean, but you get this in any community, right? And and we, um, in lots of ways, are a new entrant to the community, so you, you get that. And, and that's fine, and we, we want to be a good and productive member of, of multiple communities, so the design community, the WordPress community, the hosting community, whatever it is. Um, and so, you know, it's sort of, yeah, balancing, you know, a singular focus on what we do and do best uh, with the fact that we, we need to be sort of visible and, and productive members of the community. And so... Um, it it does sort of get echoed in that way, like and um, but again, the market is huge and the the world is massive and it, WordPress is massive. It's really hard to put your wrap your head around you know one in five websites and so the 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 world is a big place and um, I think there's there's rooms for there's room for lots of great players uh, uh, and you know we 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 aim very much to be be one of those. Chris Lemma just recently said that uh, you know don't be afraid of of competition. There's still room uh, for folks to compete, uh, and you know you might want to launch an e-commerce plugin, even though there's a whole bunch of them out there. Uh, there's still an opportunity to capture your particular audience. Do you have any parting advice for anyone who wants to throw their first server in a closet uh, and perhaps install cPanel and say we're going to set out to be a better fill-in-the-blank WordPress host? No, it's great. I, I I think that's fine, and I, I I really, I think that that's like that in any industry. And my advice is 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 whether it's hosting or whether it's dog sitting, it's how do you be 
10x better than the next person. And, and think about that what, by whatever definition. And in hosting, it inevitably comes down to like speed and these sorts of things. Um, but, but if it's an e-commerce plugin, like, like how, are you, how are you 10x better than the next guy? Um, how, are you, how are you differentiated in some way? Whether that's, maybe that's just brand, right? Flywheel's got a beautiful brand. Our, our brand and the way that we carry ourselves is majorly differentiated than HostGator, as an example. And, and it may seem superficial, but, but that, that's, a, that's a thing. And so, um, you know, we... It, whether it's hosting or whether it's sort of whatever product that you want to get into, so I always like this mindset around being uh, being sort of like 10x better. There's a there's a um, and somebody wrote the, the other day about in any sufficiently large market, there's you know room at the bottom to, for like really big companies as well, and they, they use CRM as an example. Uh, you know, Salesforce is a is, Salesforce is a 10 billion dollar a year company, and and yet sort of upstart CRM companies happen all the time and many of them will be billion dollar companies um, even though there's this massive player and that you know in any in any market there's sufficient room I think um, for for people that are differentiated in some way to sort of capture a, a passionate group of users around that um, and that's kind of uh, you know, that'd be my advice for anybody. We had competition. My restaurant software company didn't have any competition uh, that to speak of, and it wasn't even that much fun because you never like rolled out a feature and were like, "Yeah, take, they don't have that." I mean, they didn't have anything. So like the uh, now, at least when we see competition do things, we're like, "Oh." You were, you were just about to say, take that WP engine. I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're a great competitor. And I right. think that, um, you know, we, we have a huge amount of respect for what they've done and what they've built. And um, and it's good to have that. And and it's good, at the end of the day, the best, the, 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 the person that, that is the recipient of, of that is the end user because it sort of pushes innovation, I think. Yeah, that's a tremendous answer, and I, I'm not going to ask any more formal questions <laughs> after that. that. was a great answer. I, I mean, I feel like I'm charged up and ready, uh, ready to go with what we're doing. Um, do the work, right, and do it better. Set out to, you know, competition is okay, right? Competition is needed, right? If, if like you said in the restaurant example, if there was no competition, we'd all kind of be just doing the same thing, lemming along, and not uh, getting anything done, uh, innovative anyway. Let's jump into the second uh, segment of the show. Talk about what's in your toolbox. I think you kind of answered some of this before, but do you have any software or hardware that you use to get through your day? Uh, something that might be not as known or uh, uh, public as uh, like an Evernote or a Gmail? You know, the, one of the things that I, uh, that I absolutely love is Boomerang for Gmail. Um, Boomerang is a plugin for Gmail. I think I pay for it. Uh, it's, there's a free version. Um, and it allows you to kind of bring emails back to your inbox. So, so, you know, I can email Matt, and if you don't respond in four days, it brings it back to my inbox. And that, that to me, you know, I'm sort of anal retentive around around inbox zero. I don't ever get there, but like I want to, and um, and it's the one thing that allows me to do that. Like I can I can send you an email and it goes away, and um, and I can remove it from my inbox. And if you don't respond, if it's actionable, then it comes back to it comes back to me in four days. I I'd say that that from a workflow perspective, for me at least in my life, what I do with email uh, is is massive. That's awesome. I've never heard of that. I'm going to check that out. It's a lot like um, uh, uh, what's the mailbox on the iPhone. So yep. mailbox on the iPhone allows you to do similar things. This is just a plug-in for Gmail that does something similar. Yeah, I know what I uh, typically I'll when I send out an email that I know I need a response on, whether it's booking a show or negotiating with a client or something like that. It's it goes right on my follow-up list and my wonder list. So this might be an interesting little uh, bit that can save me that uh, sort of. Extra step, if you sure. will. Let's jump into the lightning round and ask you a series of quick questions, and you'll have a series of quick answers. What's the one plugin you cannot live without? Oh, advanced custom fields. Oh, nice. Not, not a lot of people recommend that one, but I'm glad to hear it. Uh, what's a, the best business or WordPress book you've ever read? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm big on teams. You know, tribal leadership is a is a is a great is a is a fantastic book. Um, I can't remember the author. It was about building tribes in, within organizations, and I truly believe that you know, teams outperform individuals every day. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, what's a quote that you live or run your business by? 
man. Uh, I don't know. Like, we mentioned it. We touched on it earlier. I mean, I don't know, it's not a quote, but like, I read a lot of Paul Graham, and Paul Graham, the founder of Y Combinator, and that that idea around um, you know do things that don't scale is 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 really resonates with us now, and it's sort of like something that we're sort of using a lot. And so I'd say that right, like, do things that don't scale uh, is just an awesome awesome piece of advice. I like that, and uh, that's probably uh, what takes your best business and career advice you ever received. Uh, what's the longest the client project has ever taken when you were back in the days of designing sites? <laughs> or developing sites? Well, you know, we did we did uh, uh, a lot of you know custom software engineering as well, software development as well, and those projects would take like uh, you know six, eight, twelve months. Um, you know, uh, so the, a lot of them would drag on. But uh, uh, nice. <laughs> if you had to switch to another CMS or maybe perhaps host another CMS, what would it be? Oh man. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk around. Uh, uh, man, that's really Ghost is probably the one that's most interesting to me. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time looking at things because a lot of them I just it, Joomla is not interesting. Drupal is not interesting. Um, it would be something like Ghost, I'd say. Mm. What about Expression Engine? Uh, we looked at it years ago. Um, for client projects and uh, just never super got into it. Um, yeah, it would be on, on on the list. You know, as we look at it for, for Flywheel, you know, uh, we're hyper, hyper focused on WordPress. Um, you know, in the way future, if we could be experts at something, maybe we would do it. Or if it was sufficiently big, I don't actually think that anything will come along and be big. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Who, who should I interview next? Oh, who should you interview next? Paul Graham. <laughs> Paul Graham, uh, Paul Graham would uh, would uh, would be great. Um, I don't know. Do you have anybody using WordPress that they're just like CEO level, but they love the WordPress software? It enables them to run and and, and produce a revenue stream, but they're not into WordPress like we are. I'm trying to find somebody like that that knows and loves WordPress that can give us a perspective of sort of the general user, but not like us, you and I. If anybody has that, go I'll ahead. I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody like that, it's mattreportblog at gmail.com or mattreport.com slash contact, let me know. Uh, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Uh, why did you start companies in the first place? That was a question that a lot of people always do. Uh, the answer for me is uh, not because I had some great idea or because I was interested uh, in, in even doing consulting or development work. It was that I, I hated my job so much <laughs> that like it was the only option. Uh, I had this corporate soul-sucking job and uh, uh, you know and I, I sort of at that time you know, came, came up with this idea that life's too short to sit in a cube and hate your job and so uh, uh, I just sort of like quit and uh, you know, WordPress and, and web development was the thing that I could fall back on, and that sort of turned into a, a company. It sort of real no intentions at that point of of, of being kind of a, a, a an entrepreneur in that way. But that was that was it. Awesome, awesome. Well, this has been a great interview, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to do it. Uh, lots of uh, amazing advice. I love doing the work, uh, and you know, a lot of folks get caught up on what's the easiest formula I can do to improve my heat maps and click-through rates. Like, no, man, pick up the phone, you know, call these people, interact. Uh, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Uh, we're at uh, getflywheel.com. And uh, you can email me if you want questions, dusty at getflywheel.com or at dustyd on Twitter. And you're looking to hire some folks as well. Uh, I'd imagine they can reach you the same way, right? Yeah, the, all the positions are available on, uh, on our website, getflywheel.com. And, uh, you know, always looking for great people. Uh, so engineers, support, marketing, across the board. So Amazing stuff. Well, man, thanks a lot. Everybody listening, uh, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. Uh, if you want to keep the show ad-free, it's mattreport.com slash join. Join the membership uh, of the uh, Mattreport Pro Entrepreneur Community, all chatting away in the forums and having great discussions every month about their different uh, business topics, uh, challenges, and goals. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. Thanks.